0: It's a common-sense recap of the big stories. It's Katz
1: and Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: Governor Pataki, who is our hero and and put everything together and and ran the state and uh, helped uh, Rudy uh, uh, run our city, and uh, between the two of you, you guys uh, brought us
1: back. Well, thank you, John. It was... uh... (laughs) Um, we worked very well together, but uh, to me, it's always the firefighters, uh, the police officers, the construction workers, the EMTs, the people of New York who brought us back. Yes, I'm proud of the leadership we provided, but you know, it was just inspirational every day to see the people down there at Ground Zero.
2: And uh, we have uh, Rudy Washington, who is Deputy Mayor, and uh, uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani, and we have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, who... At that time, were you a judge at that time, no, or, I was or a, did you work a, for Peter Speaker. We went down to Ground Zero. We went around to all the different places where they had the pictures posted wow. in the armories. And it was a horrible day. And my co-host, uh, uh, Rita Cosby. Rita, where were you? You
3: know, I was a senior correspondent for Fox News covering intel and aviation, um, and actually had requested an interview with bin Laden about a year before, uh, he doesn't speak to women. That was the answer I got, by the way. But I was about to go to breakfast at the Twin Towers that day, and I canceled the night before. So wow. God was looking out for yeah, me. Yeah,
1: God certainly was looking wow. out Wow.
3: Absolutely. So to me, it's a very personal day. And, and I'm thinking I lost it. my dear friend Barbara Olson was on the plane that slammed into the Pentagon. Um So like all of us, we lost so many people that day. Good.
2: Governor, you want to start this? Tell us about it.
1: You know, uh, 22 years later, it's still something that, to me, is very emotional. You know, it was just a horrible, horrible day. You know, uh, 3,000 innocent people killed, murdered, really, and going to work that morning with no idea that they would be suddenly attacked. We weren't at war. We wonder we weren't uh, being uh, attacked by anybody, and out of the blue, this happened. And uh, uh, you know, it was just a tremendous uh, catastrophe, disaster, but. And when, you know, Rita, you just mentioned Barbara Olson and all of us that day lost so many friends and co-workers and people we knew. But you just had to put it aside. You couldn't be emotional that day. When you're a leader in a time of crisis, you have to put everything aside except executing what you believe is necessary to get us through that. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.
2: Nobody knew what was going on. I, I was telling people this morning uh, when I was on with Sid and then I was on with a few other people, that nobody knew what was going on. Uh, I know uh, the uh, you guys did the right thing. You closed the bridges down, and uh, uh, but uh, the next morning, uh, I wanted to get my stores open uh, of Grassetti's and D'Agostino's, and I I put on my gun, and because I didn't know if the Taliban are going to come down Broadway. Who,
3: who knew? Yeah, you don't. And and by the way, that night I actually I was in Connecticut. Um, I was I was visiting family obviously went right to work, but then I also took a train. I took the first train, I remember, that was working from Stanford, Connecticut at that time to uh, D.C., where I was based at the time, and the door opened. I'll never forget this moment, guys. The door opened on the subway, and it was all of the survivors, many of them coming on covered in soot, and then I came home to the Pentagon. I was living near the Pentagon, and it was still smoldering.
1: Yeah, it, it was just uh, uh, an unbelievably difficult day, but, John, what you were saying was so right. We didn't know what might happen next. We 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 didn't know. You know, we didn't know if the attacks were over or if they were going to continue. A few days later, we had those anthrax attacks, and people in New York died, and we didn't know how extensive that might be. So so you just had to act. And one of the first things I did was close the bridges and tunnels and close the airspace and call up the National Guard and and, uh, bring them into New York City to help. But, uh, you know, it was... A a terrible day, but on the other hand, you have to be proud of how New Yorkers came together and responded. Really, Americans came together and responded that day.
3: Yeah, we were unified as a country. I mean, today.
1: That's the second tragedy. The first is what happened that day. The second is we were as unified after September 11th as any time in my entire
2: life. 97% supported uh, George W. Bush, President Bush, when he stood on top of, uh, at the World Trade Center and said, "We will bring our country together ninety seven percent. you don't see numbers like that
1: No and I, you'll never see them again and I hope we never see a tragedy like this again, but uh, that governor was, that was I'm we afraid you're
2: wrong. The way people are coming through that border, the way that people are coming through the border unchecked, undocumented, uh, not knowing who they are. Uh, the police department in New York yeah. fingerprints them, and they still don't know who they are.
1: So There's that- no criminal records. John, I don't have any records on that. John, I, I I totally agree. We are going to have more terrorist incidents, and it's going to be because we Why, have an open yeah. border.
2: Why are we checking people at the airports, uh, letting <laughs> letting them take their pants down and their belts off? I know. When when uh, you know, all they have to do is fly to uh, Mexico and walk
1: over. We How have sad. a no fly list of people who can't come to this country. We know hundreds of them have crossed the southern border, and it's just despicable. You know, and I was downtown earlier, and people saying. What you've done at the memorial is important, so that young people realize and don't forget. Well, sometimes we need to have the older people not forget, and I fear that Joe Biden is one of those who I doesn't think he appreciate forgot a lot. This. And he uh, certainly has appreciated the danger that these terrorists pose. Yeah, the for us. border is And well, that Rudy, is a huge issue. Rudy Washington,
2: issue. you were deputy mayor under Rudy Giuliani at that time, the mayor. Yes. Uh, where, where were you? What were you doing?
0: Well, uh, the first airplane went in, and um, and I was going to the MTA board meeting. And um, I diverted to downtown. And as I was walking in, because I asked the guards at the gate, where, where was the mayor? And they said he's down at the building. And as I was walking in, I was walking into thousands of people walking out in panic. And as I approached World Tracing, I saw one of our former commissioners. She recently, she passed years ago. Uh, and she was standing there. And I didn't realize it at the time she was in she was in shock. She was holding a police helmet over her head. And I said, where's the Where? And she pointed to the door. And as I turned to walk, she grabbed me on the shoulder. She never talked to me. And all she did was point it up. And I couldn't understand. And I'm looking at the paper and everything floating, and a body comes through. Oh,
2: my, and oh my she's, goodness. And she's trying
0: to tell me, as you approach the building, look, look up, because Rudy's in the lobby. And just as I began to walk to the door, I hit a wall of firemen and policemen running out. I didn't know what they were running for. um, But obviously, they heard something in that building, and they knew it was coming down. And I was determined not to let them get ahead of me, even though I was wearing brand-new shoes with no grips. And as I passed Rosemary, the commissioner, um, I told my driver, who was with me, we can't leave her. We went back and literally picked – she was wearing heels and picked her up and carried her and put her in in a police van, and they drove off. Which commissioner? Uh, uh, Commissioner Rosemary O'Keefe. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and I pushed her in there. They drove off, and the building started to fall. I was standing by the – I think it's Trinity Church. I was standing right there, and I managed to outrun the building, and it caught me at Broadway. Uh, so I was caught in the plume. I mean, I guess we were lucky it didn't tip over. Right, right. I mean, You're uh, right because it
2: would have taken other buildings. With it would have taken a lot of wow. other buildings and right. a lot of other people.
3: Wow! And,
0: and then the first phone call when I got back into City Hall, the first phone call I got was from the governor, uh, Governor Pataki, and he says, "Rudy, where's the mayor?" And I said, "He was in the building." And the uh, governor said, "What oh building?" Oh my goodness! I said the building that collapsed. And the governor said, Rudy, you, you got to go find it. Rudy,
2: why did the seven World Trade Center collapse?
0: That's the one at 4 o'clock? Yeah. Well, um, that was a big fight. Uh, and this is inside baseball. Uh, Howard Safer and I went against a lot of the establishment and our establishment to say OEM should not be in that building. It was on the 23rd floor. We knew from all the studies – From hurricanes to terrorist attacks. It should be in a sub-basement someplace. Well, we knew. uh, Lower Manhattan, we saw what happened uh, on 2012 when we got hit by Sandy. And that Lower Manhattan was flooded, the tunnels and everything else. So we knew it was a bad location. But, you know, the opposition forces went out and they put it on the 23rd floor. And that was another story with some of the people who got trapped up there. But, um. So that building was loaded with uh, spare fuel, wow. uh, um, bullets from Secret Service, uh, uh, gunpowder, you name it. It was in that building, and it burned, and it burned most of the day. And at four around 4 o'clock, that building collapsed. Um, so, you know, uh, coming back, I worked with the governor, and uh, I don't know if the governor wants me to say this, but I'll say it anyway. He says, Rudy... Really, I'm take We we can't let Mark Green take this over. You know, he said I'm taking over the city. I said, okay. As a governor, I'm here. Whatever you need me to do. It was election day, so the governor and I talked. We said cancel the election. I told the governor, I said, FAA wasn't being straight with me. There wasn't. They wouldn't tell us how many planes were taken. Nobody knew. Mm-hmm. And I told the governor, I'm fearful. I'm looking at. Thousands of people on the Brooklyn Bridge, which I thought was an excellent target. And the governor said, really then shut it down. You know, stop wow. the people, divert them, make them walk uptown, get them off the bridge. Because um, we just didn't know. And FAA was not helpful to us. They didn't know either. Yeah, you didn't no, know, they didn't right. either.
3: right? Yeah. Governor I,
1: Pataki? I talked to Mayor Giuliani first thing in the morning. Then, when the towers came down, as Rudy knows, Rudy uh, Washington, he was incommunicado for a couple of hours.
0: I told the governor I thought he was he was buried. I, yeah. you know. So,
1: so Rudy Washington and I worked together to make sure that the city and the and the state had a had a coordinated response right from the beginning. And uh, I have to tell you, Rudy Washington did a tremendous job that morning before Mayor Giuliani again was able to start to communicate. Well, so,
2: both of you now, uh, Judge, you, did. you were at City Hall. Yes. Sir. And when it, it came down, it was, it was absolutely awful. And what we had to do is we couldn't operate out of city hall. So we had to do emergency meetings. We used the New York Public Library to do legislative business because we still had to keep the city going. And I remember there were early discussions with Governor Pataki and Mayor Giuliani. We wanted to establish a commission to rebuild the city, if you remember that, Governor. Yeah. Early to- within, within hours, we were already thinking about the next thing to do because we wanted to send out a signal. To the people that we're going to make sure that New York stood firm and we're going to rebuild it. Governor, <laughs> Governor, I can't understand the way the borders are open right now. I mean,
1: it's incomprehensible. It's John. incomprehensible. Uh, we are going to have attacks here in this country by terrorists who have crossed that southern border illegally. There's you no know, question. it's like
2: uh, Judge it Weinberg said, he says the fifth column is moving in.